This is a woman. Goodbye. <laughs> He's dead. Call me back. Who was that? <laughs> like, why? I know about the beep. This became what we know <laughs> is fruit on the bottom yogurt, but wouldn't it just be easier to do fruit on the top? It's like a football play. You need to pick the right play. You need to execute it the right way or else, you know, fumble. <laughs> fumble. <laughs> now let's get this party started. Watch your mouth. another edition of Watch Your Mouth coming at you on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Yes, sir. It's 70 degrees outside. Yes, it is. And it snowed yesterday morning. There was snow falling from the sky. I didn't know that. I didn't know it either, but a friend of mine, I came into class uh, like yesterday afternoon and they were like, did you see the snow? I'm like, what are you talking about? It's, It's beautiful and sunny. And they're like, no, like it was snowing this morning. So unless they're just absolutely wrong, I guess it was a little cold yesterday morning. Yeah, no, I mean like all yesterday. Was yeah, pretty. yesterday was colder compared to the days past. But hey, I got out of the shower. I looked at the weather to see what kind of clothes I needed to put on. And it's short sleeve shirts yeah, and shorts. Not many, not many clothes. Exactly. So Twizzler and Josie in the studio as always. Um, in our short sleeve clothing. In our short sleeve clothing. This is not necessarily like a, a headline thing to start the show with. You know, usually when I, if I have something to start the show, it's yeah, like, come like, bang, like, great. So you're texting somebody or you're communicating, texting, Snapchat, whatever. Yeah. And they say, guess what? First of all, that's an adrenaline spike. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Because it's like, oh, something, what? something. You got something cooking over there. There's an answer to this question. And then you say, what? And then they don't respond for like however long could be a couple minutes yeah, it could be a saying, couple hours if you're saying guess what you can't take you any need more than you five gotta tell me right fucking now what you're cooking because so i was in class yesterday and i got a text and it was guess what ignored everything that was going on in front of me and my focus was on what this person yeah, was like, saying fuck my education I said what <laughs> and it was it was only like 30 seconds it was on snapchat so i could see when they opened it mm-hmm. it was only 30 <laughs> seconds before i saw them like open it and they started to type out the answer okay but that 30 seconds felt like a lifetime. Yeah. Because I'm sitting there, literally. What, what could it be? I get, guess what? I type what? I put the phone down. I'm staring at it. <laughs> with it's all, I'm looking at it. I'm like, you, where'd you go? It's like, well, well. You had something to tell me. What's it going to be? And, you know, most of the time, it's something pretty anticlimactic. Like, it's something, you know, hey, guess. I can't. I don't even remember what it was yesterday. Um, oh, it was my girlfriend had to work yesterday morning. But then she went into work and she got called off, but they forgot to call her. Oh. So she was like, guess what? And I was like, what? Oh, you're so excited. What's happening? What do you got for me? Give me something cool. And like, hey, it, it was pretty cool. She didn't have to go into I work. Mean, yeah. Go for her. It was a good day. But like, I don't know if I was assuming the best or assuming the worst, but I was like, get to your point. Tell me what's going on so I can move on. I mean, yeah, guess what? It just sets up for a lot, kind of. sets up for quite a bit. You got to be careful when you use it. Because you don't have any details of the situation. It could literally be about anything, but it's the only thing that you are getting from guess what is that the person who's saying it is like, hey, I think you'll think this is a big deal. Yeah. I'm not just going to come out and say it. I want you to be all prepared. I'm setting you up with, hey, guess what? This is an event. This is something. You know, if you walked in today and I said, you know, Joziel, I made some cheeseburgers. You know, that's one thing. But if you walk in, I'm like, Josie, guess what? I've been. You'd be like, 
What do you got, Twizzler? Well, let me look around the room, see if I got any clues. What's going on here? It smells kind of nice. Are you making cheeseburgers? Yeah, see? It, it, I set up a whole thing, you know, because I'm thinking, I think Josie will be excited about these cheeseburgers. Guess what? So, yeah, that, that got me thinking because in the past, it's been one of those things. That was a situation where I only waited 30 seconds, thank God. You know, if, if, if she had decided not to respond for like an hour or two, my my entire class would have been fucked. I wouldn't have been paying attention. My mind would be going a mile a minute, just like, what what, what could it possibly be? What am I guessing? What's, what's going on? What's happening? I gotta find out. So so to all the people out there, if you're if you're gonna text somebody, guess what? You need to be on standby for them to say what. Because as soon as they're like, I don't know, I give up. What is it? You got to tell them you right there. Right back at them. Unless you're some kind of sick-minded person who loves the idea of them like agonizing over the possibilities of what you're gonna say. Yeah. You know their entire day. Because I'm sure there's some people like that. But if you're a normal person who doesn't like to terrorize people in their adrenaline rush, you need to cut to the chase. Don't bury the lead. We're about to get a bunch of people just like contact us, be like, guess what? Yeah. And just leave us. Changing for days. Yeah, yeah. I'm, hey, Russell, if if you're listening, you text <laughs> you text this. Guess what? When you listen to this episode, and uh, and then don't respond. Yeah, don't respond. That, that'll be it. You know, people gotta also realize the. I mean, we were already talking about it. Just like the what's the word? The heavy dutiness mm. of the of the phrase. Guess what? Those two words are powerful. They're heavy. You can't just be using them for whatever. They're not light things you say lightly. You you gotta have some like. Some content coming yeah. up afterwards. Yep. You need to have some supporting evidence behind it. You got to know who you're telling it to. You got to make sure they're excited for this thing. Yeah. Or else you're just wasting the guess what. Yeah. Like I said. And you're making them excited over nothing. You know, I'm not going to. Disaster. You, you can't. Exactly. You can't use it lightly. And, you know, it's it's a recipe for disaster. It's you not gotta, easy. You, you got to pick and choose your moments. Yeah. You got to exit. Carefully. A, it's like a football play. You need to pick the right play. You need to execute it the right way or else, you know, fumble. <laughs> fumble. <laughs> Okay, so kind of kind of speaking, going into sports. So, you know, obviously, regardless of what sport it is, whether it's football, basketball, hockey, whatever, there's always the MVP award, most valuable player. You know, usually at the end of a season, they award it to whatever player that they deem the most valuable player at the end of the year. You know, this past year for the NFL, it was Aaron Rodgers. In the NBA, it was Giannis Antetokounmpo had it for the second year in a row. Yes. I have a hard time with the MVP award because, you know, when you think of most valuable player, there are people out there who think, oh, it's just got, it's got to be the best player. Like, it's got to be the best player in the league. You got to put him up there and he gets the award. And in some cases, I think that's true. But if you're thinking about most valuable player and what that means, I almost kind of think it means, okay, if you look at this team and you take this one person away from the team, they're going to fall apart. They are not going to be anywhere near where they are now as far as success. And that is what a most valuable player is. Because there are people in the past who have argued, you know, let's take LeBron, for instance. You know, LeBron James, especially in his years, his last year in Cleveland especially, you know, these last couple years with the Lakers. You know, LeBron is one of those players where if you take him away from whatever team that he's on, that team instantly is going to become significantly less successful. Yeah. Not only on the court, but they're going to be less relevant. People aren't going to care as much. You know, look at the Cleveland Cavaliers. He left the Cavs one time, went to Miami. You know, as soon as he left, the Cavs got worse. Nobody cared about him. You know, Kyrie Irving was there for a couple of years, and he kind of got, you know, a little bit of, you know, hype around it. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. 
He leaves Miami. He goes back to Cleveland. Cleveland is instantly, you know, they're the talk of the town. Everybody's focused on Cleveland. And it's Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Like, it's not L.A. What, what do they have? Right. It's Cleveland, Ohio. You know, no disrespect to the people who live in Cleveland, but, like, you know. Yeah, us talking from Fredonia, New York. Yeah. It, it's a small town. But yeah, still, yeah. Who Who's going on vacation to Cleveland? Yeah, huh? Compared to any other exactly. big town, big, exactly. big city in the, in the States. Right. So he comes back to Cleveland. Everybody is all the Cleveland's the big thing. He leaves Cleveland. He goes to L.A. Cleveland's pretty irrelevant right now, you know? And, hey, they're not necessarily a terrible team, although they're not that great. But, like, because LeBron left, they're nothing. And LeBron hasn't won an MVP. I don't know. remember the last time he won it. I think it was a, a pretty long time ago. Yeah, I'm not sure either. You know, you think about the NFL, you know, it's, it's hard for me with the NFL because I think there are a lot of players like that. You know, Aaron Rodgers absolutely is – he's an MVP. You take him away from the Packers, they're going to get a lot worse. But, you know, you think about the fact – I don't know. Maybe I'll cut this. Maybe the NFL is a harder argument to make. But There's I th- more players. Yeah, I think the MVP, people need to find like a common ground, especially the people who vote for it, you know, whoever has the authority to vote for an MVP in the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, whatever, because I think there are a lot of different opinions out there of what a most valuable player means. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he won you know, two years in a row. He's a great player. You know, you take him away from Milwaukee, like he, Milwaukee's going to be less significant, but also Milwaukee's a pretty good team. You know, you, know, you get what I'm trying I to say? I get what you're saying, but I, I, I think it'd be pretty bad. Like, I think it'd be bad. You think it would be bad if, if it went to more? Yeah, they the have other good players. Like, uh, they have other, do they have other all-stars? Chris Middleton's an all-star. Chris Middleton's an all-star. They have. But I, still, it's just like, yeah. I mean, like, you take away LeBron, you still have Anthony Davis. True. You take away Giannis, you don't have Anthony Davis. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, they, they still have great players, but I think, I don't know, using your definition, I think your definition of an MVP was, like, spot on. I don't even think that's, like, an opinion. I think that is, that's what it on should, paper, what okay. should be, Who's like, the most? Yeah, because... Tom Brady, when, you know, not this year because, you know, he's a great quarterback and everything, but he had a great team with him. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at what <laughs> yeah. he had with New England the past couple of years. Julian Edelman and others. Julian Edelman <laughs> and Danny Amendola were the Danny, two leading yeah. receivers. Look, who the hell are those people? Like, hey, they're great. <laughs> Julian Edelman won Super Bowl MVP a couple of years ago because he's a great receiver. But, like, Danny Amendola left New England and he's irrelevant. Yeah. You know, if they had, like... Andy Dalton at quarterback. Yeah, you know <laughs> they, hey, they wouldn't have gotten more than I like think, seven wins. Exactly, but yeah, I think MVP. You know, I think there needs to be a little bit of a common ground because I think a lot of people are on the page that we're on, where is the most valuable player. If you take them away from their team, their team's gonna get they're, they're the most valuable. Yeah, I think a lot of people just think best player in the league, whoever it is, they're the best. That that's it. Because I mean, there's other awards for the. Best player, right? Because you know, there's the offense, there's the defensive for NFL. Absolutely, defensive player of the year. Oh, uh, and NHL, they have like I don't know what the names because it's all just named after people. But like, there's ones for like how like the person who scored the most points. Okay, so there yeah. are superlatives who award. Yeah, people that's going to be a different person than the MVP. Mm. Ideally, unless they were just you know that that valuable to the team, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, being a professor at a college. It is, see, at first, I'm not really sure what classification to give it, if it's more difficult or if it's easier, but it's most certainly changed. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I take a look at the professors that I have. I'm going to be honest. They're now with everything online. You know, I go in for classes, but still, there are quizzes, exams, everything is online. Mm -hmm. 
and it makes it so much easier to do well in this class. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, uh-huh. Like, you know, I'm in, hey, I'm in classes where I'll take the exam, you know, I'll take it honorably, but mm-hmm. I know for a fact that if I copy and paste some of the questions into Google, I'm going to find an entire fucking yeah. Quizlet with all of these <laughs> questions <laughs> that I know out. for a fact that this teacher just copied and pasted over and and that's it. Yeah. And, and I, like if they're so lazy to do that. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, we. What's wrong with me looking them up? Right, and we covered this briefly. Like I think we covered this briefly last episode. It's so strange to me because, you know, my my moral compass is saying no, don't do that. You're not learning. You know, you're not uh, you're not utilizing this activity to the point that it's supposed to be. But then it's like, well, if it's so important, then why did this teacher just kind of run and and get this from like an online thing? I think the reason I said it's more difficult is because like in the past, teachers could do that. But nobody knew about it. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew where to find it. You know, teachers could go into books. You know, they could go online, but no one really thought about that because all tests. You know, in high school, I didn't have a sin- online test didn't exist. You know, I'd go- I had them like towards senior year. Okay, yeah. so I'd go into school and I'd sit down. Any test, any quiz, any assignment, unless it was homework taking home, I was doing it right there in house. So there was yes. no opportunity for me to say. Did they really make this question or did they take it from somewhere else? Yeah, it was just like work. Yeah, like I really I really do don't well. know how to feel about it because, you know, like you said, there's that whole, well, hey, if you're not going to really put in the work to develop these questions that you think are best to help me develop these skills, why should I not be able to do the same thing and just kind of get the answer? It's weird. I feel like they've been doing that for a while, though. I'm sure that they have. Just and, like forever. Yeah, and and my point is that like, now it's easier to tell. Oh, but, yeah. The internet's kind of just fucked because everything's, every, everything's being documented. Yeah. Half of the time, you don't even need to pay for textbooks because right. people are just scanning them on- online. You can just find the PDF. Yeah. And because of that, those questions that the, the professors use are on the, web, the, are on the internet as well. Mm. And it's just everything's there. Yeah. And it's so like, I, I really don't know how to feel about it. We had a listener commented in. They said, should college be free? Yeah. You it's free in uh, in like some parts of Europe, if not. This is a shout out a to somebody them. who I think you know. His name is Kyle Schwager. Kyle Schwager, he's on Cortland. Kyle Schwager, he's on Cortland. Yeah. Shout out Kyle Schwager. He's he on stayed, Cortland. He stayed in this house. No way. Did he break the toilet? <laughs> I don't know. That'd be funny. But anyway, shout out Kyle Schwager. He he commented this in should college be free. You know, it's weird because you know I see these TikToks all the time where it's comparing america to other like countries around the world Mm -hmm. and like you'll you'll speak to someone and they'll be like i went to america and i realized that people have to pay for their education they're like i'm from norway or you know i'm from you know the uk yeah we don't do that italy too right you know another thing and you know this is kind of off topic but i see him say all the time you know i went to i found out that americans have a a limited amount of sick days a year yeah i've seen that one too and, like, up until I saw that, I thought that was pretty normal. And then I'm listening to someone from another part of the world being like, that's preposterous. If I'm sick, I just don't go into work. And you're like, that sounds hey, that pretty sound, reasonable. that's pretty reasonable. <laughs> that's not too, I feel like it's not too much to ask from an employee. If you're sick, just don't come into work. Like, it's no fault of your own. You just got sick. I feel like it's best for everybody Oh, you, you're sick? You used three sick. You had the flu a couple weeks ago. Uh, you don't want money that anymore. That sucks. You don't get paid. Sounds like you don't want a job. Like, that's so weird. So, you know, the whole idea of should college be free, you know, I really don't know. And again, I, in, my, in my head, I like to think about it as that generations ago, you know, 100 years ago or so, 
college wasn't necessarily a necessity. You know, people oh, could go all. out and find a job. And, you know, it's still, I could go out, right? If I dropped out of college right now, I could go find a job, make a living. You know, if I had a family, I could provide for them a certain way. And, you know, that was, I feel like that was much more the standard back then. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody went to college. But then people started to see that people who go to college were successful and they were smarter. And it's like, oh, maybe I should go to college. And then the college became kind of the norm. For like, hey, my father didn't go. My father went to a community college. Mm-hmm. My father's a financial advisor. He does pretty well. Like, he, he doesn't have some, you know, Yale degree hanging on his office wall, but people trust him with their, mo- with their money. And there you go. So, you know, I think it's interesting because should college be free? But now where I feel like we're in the day and age where going to college is almost essential. Like, yeah. if you want to get a job that's, you know, considered more sophisticated or considered higher up, you need to go to college. You need to have some form of education beyond high school. I don't know. Again, I'm we're from the era where this is just the norm. You, you're expected to go to college for four years, you know, maybe more after that. And like, I feel like I also feel like uh, you were talking about sophisticated jobs for the degree. Yeah, I feel like that's almost reached down a little bit. I feel like mm. even some jobs I can't think of any examples. I'm going to be honest, but I think there's some jobs that you wouldn't even expect need a degree. Need a degree. Yeah, and it's like a friend of ours. Yeah. He majored in chemistry in yeah. college. I thought about this yesterday, actually. Keep going. He didn't give a fuck about it. Yeah. He just wanted a degree so he can get a job. Mm. Like, he, he didn't even like what he was doing. Yeah. And that's kind of gross that you're paying all this money doing something. You don't... Like, it was what, it's what he was best at. That's sure. why he picked it. Yeah. But he didn't really like it. He didn't like it. But he knows he's going to make something with it, I guess. So yeah. he did it. So that's kind of gross. You have to pay for that. Right. Especially right now. Like, don't even get, don't even get me started on right now. Like, I think it definitely should be free oh my god it's it's crazy my friend so a friend of mine uh we uh we kind of grew up together she worked with me at the restaurant i worked at in my hometown for a good amount of years and she goes to ub and she took off this year she just she took a year off from college because and she's a very smart person she's gonna be like a doctor or something she's very smart she was like, I'm not learning anything. This is stupid. Why in the world am I paying my school for like online crap when I can go to like a community college, basically get the same degree for almost half the money? She's like, no, I'll take a year off. I'll do whatever. I'll just hang out. And then, you know, hopefully when stuff resumes, she'll she'll pick back up. And like, you know, it's not a bad idea because again, you know, especially with the whole COVID thing, I remember when we went home for quarantine and again, to be fair, these professors were thrown into a little bit of a loop. They had never had to do anything like that before. You know, long distance learning. A lot of them weren't necessarily trained for it. You know, it was in the middle of the semester where they had already had plans for like, you know, me personally, I was in a couple of computer science courses. We had labs to do. You know, we'd have to go in and make these big projects with all these different pieces of software, but I don't have access to them at home. Yeah, yeah. And so now what are these professors supposed to do? Are they supposed to say, well, you got to figure it out somehow? So... Yeah, I think in it, I think in this day and age, college should be free. And you know, I feel like I'm weird saying that because again, you know, I came from an upper middle class family. I have it. Pre- I nah, I have it pretty good. I recognize that. But you know, for people who don't, I think college should be free. Yeah. Yeah. What was what was the man's name? Kyle Schwager. Kyle Schwager. Shout out Kyle Schwager. Thanks for commenting in. Yes, sir. Mike Castellano commented something too, but we're not allowed to talk about that. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I made a phone call yesterday. All right. And it, I went to, vo- it went to voicemail. And, you know, a lot of time, me personally, if you go to, 
my voicemail. My voice isn't there. You know how voicemails used to be for like an answering machine? Yeah. You know, you'd reach a voicemail and be like, and I'd talk and be like, hi, you've reached Twizzler. Yeah, someone would do something a little cute. Please leave a message. Or yeah, you know, there'd be the people who do like some really funny. Yeah, it's like, oh, what's up? Yeah. And it's like, ah, I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, hello. And then you talk and they'd be like, ha, you thought I was yeah, here. Yeah, literally. Please like- leave a message. <laughs> But still, like, those I don't think exist a ton anymore, especially on mobile devices. You know, the person I called didn't exist. It was like, you have reached, and then it gave the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it said, please leave the message after the beep. Why is it still saying that? What do you mean? Why is it still telling? I know what to do. Yeah, but you know. It's the 21st. It doesn't know who you are. It's the fucking 21st century. It's got to be set up. for. There's still old people. But I think we're all kind of up to speed on the beep. I think everybody kind of gets the the people, you know, I heard a, a comedian make a joke about it. They were like, people in Africa who've never seen a phone before know about the fucking beep. They know the beep, you know, like, and, and why, why are people telling me to leave my name and number? Not necessarily because <laughs> caller ID exists, yeah, yeah, but like, I feel like it's pretty common for people to do that. Yeah. You know, who's calling my phone and going, this is a woman. Goodbye. <laughs> like, who? who He's dead. Call me back. Who was that? <laughs> like, why? I know about the beep. I, I get the gist. Yeah. You, you, know? don't need every, you don't need everything spelled out. I don't need you. it. You know, I, hey, listen, I love instruction. When people tell me what to do, it makes me feel better about where I'm going. I'm not pressured. Yeah, it makes me less unsure. Sure. I, I know what's going on. Don't I'm like, hey, they told me about the beep to leave my name or my number. That's what I did. That's what I was told. But at this point, I'm just like, hey, listen. I understand the whole beep thing. Literally, it could end. You know, the phone could be ringing, 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 a fifth or sixth ring, whatever, and then yeah. it stops ringing, and then beep, and I'm gonna understand. Oh, now, now I got it. Yeah, I gotta say what I'm. I gotta say what I'm here to say. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's funny. I was like, so I didn't even think about it too. I took the phone call. I didn't leave a message, but I heard, "Please leave your name," and then I hung up. And as soon as I hung up, I'm like, "Wow, I'm still being told to leave my name, my number, and to wait for the beep." Hmm. I'm, we're, I think we're all pretty up to speed on the beep. I wonder if it's the same like message. It's always like the same lady or whatever. Yeah, I wonder if it's. I wonder changed. if it's the same. I mean, it's a, the same or different between like phone carriers. Yeah, I think it's so. You know, it, it always makes me laugh. As a kid, I'd see my dad calling into like, you know, companies to get something fixed, and they'd be like, S- and you know how nowadays usually it's like. If you want to reach this person, press one. Uh-huh. If you want to reach this department, press two. You know, there are some companies who will be like, please say where you want to go. Oh, my God. And then you got to yeah. be like, directory. <laughs> and you need to like. Accounting. Enunciate so well. Back. <laughs> directory. like you, Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I can't quite understand you. Please try again. Like. First of all, th- I think that science is like crazy. Is there someone? Do they have people paid and they're listening? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, they got. Yeah. He said yes. Beep. All right, it's time to move on. Or it's like, oh, I didn't understand what he said. And hit the button. Please say it again. <laughs> or is it actually like, is there some type of algorithm that tries to comprehend the people's voice? I'd be interested to learn about that, and I want to know how sophisticated it is because I think some of them are more sophisticated than under- oh, others. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because again, I've seen my dad fucking get enraged because he's yeah he's yeah he's trying to reach one fucking thing and it'll be like please spell your name and he's like c isn't cat e isn't edward d isn't david d isn't david i as in iguana a is in applebee's you know like he'll go you got it yeah 
So I think that technology is crazy, and I think yeah. it's so entertaining to listen to. So you know what's funny? My mom's car back home, which is basically my car back home. Mm-hmm. I use it more than her when I'm home. Yeah. It has like this this system pretty similar to that. Okay. And every time my phone gets disconnected from the Bluetooth, I need to connect it again through that system. So I click it, and it's like, hello, what would you like to do today? And I'm like, connect phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta click the button again. It's like it's like what phone do you want to do? Joziel's iPhone. <laughs> I gotta scream everything, or else it's not gonna. Everyone's gonna be like, "Excuse me." <laughs> and then once you tor- once you go towards the end, it starts asking you like, "Oh, do you want to connect like from car or whatever?" And yeah. like, after yeah, you pick the option, then it's like, "Can you please confirm it?" It's oh like, "Oh my god!" And that's the worst one to say. I'll be like, especially with my like sort of like Hispanic Long Island accent. Sure. I'm like confirm. It's like. Excuse me? Confirm. Hello? Oh my Confirm. God. Oh, I get so frustrated. Confirm. I, I just I have to like figure out how to say the name, like the word. So I like, you... almost forgot how to say confirm because it's, <laughs> it's like, again, one more time. You're, you're looking it up on Google and having Google say it out of the phone yeah, so that they can confirm. Get, yeah. So you have to do that every time you step into the car. Well, I know every time it disconnects. Okay. But the weird thing is if I get, uh, like if I want to watch a video on my phone, it's not going to play the song and the video. Yeah. It's not going to play the video at all, actually, the sound. So I need to con- disconnect my phone. Okay. But also, you know, I'm not, gonna, I'm not, I'm not a... You're not watching a ton of videos while you're while driving. driving. exactly. Yeah. I, it'll only happen while I'm a passenger. Yeah. So I guess I could... But then I got to reach over because it's on the wheel. Oh. So it's a, it's so a button gotta, on the wheel. You got to get it all up in the driver's I be business. Like, oh, sorry. Oh, my word. Josiel's iPhone. <laughs> Confirmed. Starts all over again. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, like, see, hey, props to you. I don't know if I'd have the patience for that. I've gotten, my car is a lot less, I'm going to say needy than that is for when it comes to connecting my phone. But there are times when I get so fucking frustrated. Like, over little things, too. So, my my phone, I use it in the gym. I have it connected to my pair of headphones. And as I'm walking to my car, I disconnect the headphones so that it can connect to my car. And I'll get in the car and it just, it'll I'll play it. Like the music out of my phone while I wait for it to connect to the car. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like driving, and after a mile, it's still not connected. And I'm like, I'm tired of hearing this song out of my phone. <laughs> it's not loud enough. Connect to the goddamn car. And it just so oftentimes won't. Like little thing. And hey, you've been on my car. It's pretty easy co- to connect your phone. Yeah. So, like, wow, I, I applaud you. I would not have the patience. <laughs> I have it down pat now. I just cut it off. Really? So it'll be like, what do you want to uh, f- connect phone? Yeah, it'll be like, who's phone? Josiel's iPhone. Enough what out of you. you what got... would you like to confirm? <laughs> like, I'm not letting it get... Because I'm even... not wasting it my time. Nope. No. no. It's like, it's enough out of you. My turn. Josiel's iPhone. It's like the whole beef. Like, I know what to do. Don't don't make me go through this whole process. Yeah, again. see? You're familiar... It's, it's an extended beef because there's fucking five steps to it. Oh, my God. You're up to... <laughs> yeah, you're up to speed. You don't need to... You don't need to have your hand held in this in this process. You, you've done it countless times before. So many times. Let's cut to the chase so I can get on my way. Yeah. Let's listen to my music. I feel like that's what life's all about. In so many ways, I'm just like... We're getting too technological. Cut to the chase. Do it, whether it's a person or technology. You're here to say something or do something. Do it so I can move on. So I can get on with the goddamn day. No time wasted. Nope. I don't, uh, uh, mm. <sniffs> okay, I want to talk about this. Have you ever had fruit on the bottom yogurt? 
Fruit on the is that is, is this like a specific brand or just like no? It's kind of like a uh, just like a type. Yeah, no, I think it's just so. like a type of yogurt. I feel yeah. like multiple brands make fruit on the bottom yogurt. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely had yeah just yogurt with fruit on the bottom. So yeah, but see, you know what? Hang on, let me look this up because maybe it is one brand. You know, I'm I'm thinking about it like it's not an Under Armour sweatshirt; it's a sweatshirt, and different companies make sweatshirts. Yeah, because I mean, you're, you're talking to me. I'm just like, oh, it's yogurt. Oh yeah, at the bottom. Yeah, of it. oh yeah, a good amount of different uh, companies make it. See, when I was a kid, did you have one in mind though? Yeah, was it was it Wegmans maybe? <laughs> Going back to Wegmans. Of yes, it was Wegmans. Waggies. All right, so as a kid, so as a kid, fruit on the bottom, this is what it was. This is the, I had the letters like that in my head. This is what my parents would buy all the time. And, you know, when you open fruit on the bottom, it looks like you just got vanilla yogurt. Yeah, it's plain. And then you got to stir it up. And, you know, then the color comes to life. And my parents as a kid used to make the joke. They'd open the yogurt and they'd be like, oh, no, they forgot the fruit. <laughs> oh, what are you, and then oh, they start to, Anthony. they start to stir, they'd be like, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they were like Jerry Seinfeld standing up there being like, look at the, oh, oh my God. Oh, they fucked up. Yeah. So that was, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I think I like the whole process of finding the fruit on the bottom more than I did the actual taste of the fucking yogurt. <laughs> I think I enjoyed the whole process of being like, look at me. I'm making this color. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, oh, now I got to eat it. All right. So I guess. I'm thinking about this the other day. I'm like, fruit on the bottom. Is this like some inno- innovative thing that someone thought about? Because again, I don't know the science behind it. Maybe the whole fruit on the bottom thing makes the fruit stay fresher, or maybe it enhances the taste. So I haven't had fruit on the bottom yogurt in probably like 10 years. Yeah, no, me either. Does it in- I'm thinking maybe it enhances the flavor. Or maybe someone was like, hey, the process of making yogurt is pretty complex and pretty time or pretty costly. Maybe if we just have them separated, the vanilla yogurt or the plain yogurt and then the fruit on the bottom, and they do some of the mixing for us, maybe it'll save us some money. That's what my brain is thinking. Like maybe someone was like, hey, let's do this thing where we make people think that they're getting this real fresh yogurt, but really they're doing half of the making of the yogurt themselves. Yeah. You know, I don't know. And again, I haven't had fruit on the bottom yogurt in a long time, but like why Why is it a thing? I feel like at the, I mean like, no, you, you say that. You say that. Yeah. But I feel like the mixing would probably be the easiest thing done okay. in that factory. Okay. Keyword factory. I mean, you probably have a lot of space to get a machine that just mixes yogurt and fruit. Yeah. Not, you just got to put the fruit in the yogurt and move it around a little right. bit. Right. You just got to stir it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you'd be detrimental. Because, like, have you ever seen yogurt with fruit already mixed through it? Have I? I'm, I guess I'm I not have, a big yeah. yo- yogurt eater. I as as a big yogurt eater, yeah. I, yeah, I yogurt. I've seen because you know you you go to the store you get regular yogurt. You know I've got there are like two or three containers of strawberry yogurt in my fridge right now. See like, but is it strawberry flavored? Well, or? see there are chunks of strawberry in it though. Okay. Same thing right. with peach yogurt. Like again, you're not gonna find a big old slice of peach in the yogurt, but you can see like little pieces yeah, of yeah. peach chopped up. Pretty much the same size as the fruit in the bottom though. See the fruit. I mean, the, yeah, you said you haven't had them in so long, me either. The thing that I remember is the fruit on the bottom used to look like a chunky, like jelly. Like it used to look like a jam. Little, little no, I, mean, I think we're, just, we're we're thinking of different things here, maybe. Because I thought I was looking at like little squares of fruit, 
I'm trying to see. I'm looking this up. During the company's first five years, it remained mostly a hand-produced business, with artisans supplying just a couple hundred cups a day artisans. out of a tiny little one-shop room. Those cups were then hand-delivered to local cafeterias and pharmacies in the Bronx, Brooklyn, and Manhattan areas. To grow sales around 1947, Caruso introduced a concept that had already been around in Europe, fruit compote. This became what we know <laughs> as fruit-on-the-bottom yogurt, but wouldn't it just be easier to do fruit on the top? Not only was adding fruit to the bottom a sweet answer to this American palate problem, but placing the fruit below the yogurt achieved another perhaps less obvious goal. At the time, U.S. food safety standards for dairy production required that dairy products not be mixed with other things in it. Oh. Putting fruit on the bottom or blending it would have broken this requirement by placing the fruit on the bottom and the cultured milk on top. Caruso was able to convince health authorities that it would be safe to package and eat due to the low pH based on acidity and fermentation that happens. Okay, so it's it's like it's cutting corners. There we go. But not in the way I thought. In almost like a way that I support. I guess there was a rule in the 40s where you couldn't put fucking mixed yogurt in a in a little cup. And he said, "You can suck. You can kiss my ass." Yeah, I'm going to just put it on the bottom. Put it on the bottom. So and I support that. Good for you. That was just, that's a really dumb rule. All right. And also I feel like back in that in those Times. Those days, maybe Americans were just were not as big of uh, fruit eaters. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. I bet you there were a couple, a couple, a couple Purple. people in the in the states with scurvy. Mm. You know, because they weren't eating their fruits and vegetables. Nope, they weren't. And this guy was like, "Hey, let me throw in the yogurt. Let me try something." Yeah, and I also found and I found another explanation about about fruit being at the bottom. Okay, they're saying the live yogurt cultures help make yogurt good for us. Since the fruit has sugar in it, it could kill the yogurt cultures. <sighs> Putting it at the bottom will slow that process down. Okay, so killing it, less yogurt cultures. It whatever that is. Oh, yeah. Ooh, the yogurt culture. I want to go to like a yogurt festival, bro. I want to go to yogurt town. Mm. Learn about their uh, yogurt yogurt culture. See, like I eat a crazy amount of yogurt and granola. Like yeah, that's you do. my go-to if I'm hungry. It's easy as fuck. It's easy as fuck to make. Literally, it takes five seconds. Put yogurt, the granola, maybe some berries, and mix it up. That's my dinner. And that's it. So interesting. So I'm glad that we looked it up and we pursued because there are, there are good reasons. I, as my pessimistic mind in that moment was like, I bet they're just doing this because they're fucking lazy. And, yeah. you know, they want their consumers to do half the work. But no, it was to get around some really dumb like regulation that America had in the 40s about you can't mix yogurt and fruit. So the guy was like, oh, fruit in the bottom. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Okay. So this is something silly. You ever seen Brooklyn Nine Nine? You know, I I do not think I've seen even one episode of that. I haven't seen one episode either. I do see a considerable amount of like TikToks and Instagram videos about Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't okay. know why. Maybe I like keep accidentally liking them, and my for you page is like, hey, more Brooklyn Nine Nine. So Andy Samberg, who's an actor, mm -hmm. he's in that that show. Yes. I really don't think he's that good of an actor, and I don't think he he's striving to be a great actor. I thought about this. I made a video the other night. It was like two in the morning. And I was I was taking a poop, and I I was on my mind, and I hit record, and I was like, "Hey everybody, I don't think Andy Samberg's that great of an actor," <laughs> and I haven't done anything with the video. But yeah, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be a hater. I don't want to be pessimistic. But like when I watch him in that show specifically, and again, I haven't seen some of his other work. He was a part of Lonely Island for a while, which yeah. I think is, I think is hilarious. Absolutely. But 
I can, I'm very, I'm reminded very much so that he is an actor who's reading lines off of a script, who is being told to stand in this position and to react this way. You know, like there are people in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I don't know the actor's name. He plays like the chief, the police, the, the police chief or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. He's I very funny. Know. He has a really like interesting, like man, he kind of reminds me of Ron from Parks and Rec. He's got an interesting mannerism about Ooh, him. I, one of my favorite characters, he, Ron. And see, I haven't even watched all of Parks and Rec, but. That guy's that guy's great, but anyway, I Andy Samberg I watch and I'm just like, come on man, you you can do better than that. I feel like I haven't I don't even know what he's been in. Yeah, see, I like, think Andy Sam I I you you say Andy Samberg I think of mm, what you say either the, the fucking SNL skit where they all shoot each other. I've never seen that one. Oh my! Is it funny? Twizzler. It's such a classic. Really? I don't, I think everybody's seen. See, it. I've never been into. Uh, I've never really got SNL? into SNL. Me either. I never really because I used to watch it with my family and my specifically my parents when I was young, and even at a young age, like I feel like I would watch it and they would laugh. They would like be on the floor, and like I feel like I got my sense of humor from my parents a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and traditionally, if we watch a movie, you we usually laugh at the same things, even if they're not like obvious jokes. But they're laughing, and I'm like, "What are you laughing at? <laughs> this isn't that funny." I'm, like I looked at my, I'm like, "You think this is funny?" He's like, "Yeah, it's hysterical." Like Keenan Thompson, he's blown into a tuba, and I'm like, "Wow!" I'm like this, this is this is bushly, this is bushly <laughs> entertainment at best, and I will not be a part of it. There are some skits, though, that I've seen. Oh, no, yeah, exactly. There I was, never thought, like, the show itself was... I never, like, oh, let me tune in. Let yeah. me tune in and watch. But, like, Other it, than maybe for, like, the musical acts. Okay. But, yeah, like, it's so iconic, like, the idea of SNL and oh, hosting yeah, I mean, SNL and... <laughs> it's still its whole, whole, whole huge thing. Absolutely. You know, there'll be documentaries about that show if it ever ends. But, <laughs> Yo, yeah, that is. But, you know, like, kind of going back to the Andy Samberg thing, I didn't think he was that funny. And I don't think that, I feel, I feel like Freddie calling out, and I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Freddie calling out Fred in iCarly. Remember that episode? He was like, I just don't think Fred is all that funny. Fred. if Wait, is that just like. The high-pitched dude. Oh, I forgot that was a whole thing. Yeah, so the dude Fred made these YouTube videos. Where yeah, he, no, like, I remember had, Fred. You remember the the movie, Fred the movie? Yeah, with John Cena in it. Yeah, with John Cena. Oh my God, that movie. Like looking back now, I I watched it. I can't believe it. No, I watched it too. There were some cringy parts of it though. <laughs> the whole thing was kind yeah, of it was like, pretty. I just the whole idea. I I mean I feel like my thing was. I was like, yo, this annoying fuck Fred really got a movie on Nick. Yeah. I guess I'm going to watch it. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. And like, hey, I remember thinking that the female in it was attractive. And I was like, hey, this girl's pretty hot. I don't remember what she looks like. I'm going to watch it. She was blonde and she was British. Oh. She had like a real nice British accent. And I was like, I like the way you talk. Oh, you're real proper. Yeah. Um, You're fit. (laughs) But but yeah. Hey, I don't want to be pessimistic. I just don't think Andy Samberg's that great of an actor. And again, I haven't watched the Brooklyn Nine-Nine show. Maybe his actor is bait. Maybe that's like how the actor, or excuse me, how the character is supposed to be portrayed as yeah. kind of like a... Andy but, Samberg. But like, I really don't think so. I'm just like, hey, whenever Andy Samberg talks, he, if I'm watching a clip and I think it's funny, as soon as Andy Samberg talks, I'm like, I've had enough. You ruined I it. I feel like a lot of people could say the similar thing. I feel like a lot of people could say the same thing about like, like, uh, like a Michael Sarah. 
Okay. I feel, I feel like everything he's in, he's just being himself. Yeah. There are those actors who traditionally. Like, oh, 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 Michael Sarah. No. Yeah. No, hey. It... <laughs> but like, I, I always eat it up. I don't know I love Michael Sarah. I love is. Michael Sarah uh, roles. The, but the, yeah, he does the, it so well. I mean, because it's him. <laughs> hey, it's him. He's it's, he's typecasted like pretty he's well. He's not really acting. I no. think he's just being himself, and yeah. he just happens to blow up as an actor. Right, and like it's weird because in Brooklyn Nine Nine, again, I feel weird. I haven't watched a ton of this show, but I feel like there are parts of it where they're serious. They're on like a police. They're on the police force. They do some serious things. I'm not from Brooklyn, but I feel like. Brooklyn, you know, they're some gonna have some things going on. Pretty intense stuff go down in, in parts of New York. Densely populated. Yeah. Area. So, and he's just always like goofy and like acting like this is a joke, and you know, it seems like he's trying too hard to be funny. I'm like, I don't, I don't like that. Like, okay. Like, act the role. You'll be funny when you're told. Don't make everything about you. I don't like, I don't like characters like that. I'm getting ready. I have a speech in an hour that I have to give about. People being critical of film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of got into that. it a little bit last week. I won't go down that road again. But he, I'm, I don't like his character, and I don't like his acting. Sounds like his character is almost like Andy in Parks and. Rec. You said you haven't seen Parks and Rec, though. No, but see, like Andy in Parks and Rec, I think that's hilarious. Well, yeah, no, because it's less of a scene because it's, it's a Parks and Rec office. It's like a town hall. Yeah, there's still serious parts of it, but. You could fuck around more than I guess you could pre- presume to have fucked around in a police station. Dude, my favorite moment from him. Hey, Leslie, I looked up your symptoms on WebMD. It says you have internet connectivity issues. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh my, dude, I love that show. Dude, oh my God. It's so, I. <laughs> See, I feel bad telling people. Who are, are like diehard Office fans to watch all of Parks and Rec without yeah. me have wa- having watched all of The Office? No, it's okay because I do the same thing. I tell people you got to go watch The Office, and oh, I haven't uh, seen yeah, all of okay. Parks and Rec. And hey, they were made and produced by the same people. And when I watch clips from Parks, I just like that style of a TV show because they yeah, came no, it's in. Great. Both the TV shows were like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna pretend like we're a documentary crew shooting real life. One is at a paper company. One is at a town hall. Of the Parks and Recreation Center in Pawnee, Pawnee, Indiana. Pawnee, Indiana. Scranton, Pennsylvania, Pawnee, Indiana. Two of the most, you know, irrelevant towns. Pawnee's not even real. Pawnee's not even real? Great. Perfect. (laughs) Even more irrelevant. Irrelevant towns in U.S. history. But it's fucking funny. There's no laughing. There's no, like, it's not supposed to be a show. The idea is, and I think that's what makes it so funny. Is the because, silence. Yeah. And the zooming in on the faces. Right. And yeah, because just, it's like you're supposed to believe that this is a real situation going on, that we're just a documentary crew filming people in their everyday life. And I think that's something that makes The Office so funny is because there aren't like a ton of, you know, jokes. You know, peop- there's not like bits and whatever. It's like this manager is acting so dumb at this office. What if this happened in the real world? And all these people are acting as most people would act in that situation and John Krasinski looking at the can like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I've always said that I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think loving the office in some ways takes like not an advanced sense of humor, but like a developed sense of humor. Like you Somewhat, need, yeah. you need to be able to look past the whole we're not going to come at you with like a family guy joke or a family guy cutaway and skit. We're going to present you Things that if they happen in real life, you would laugh and be like, Whoa, what the fuck is this guy doing? You know? Like, yeah. 
This isn't Peter Griffin getting banged in the nuts by a bag of nickels. Yeah, that's obvious. Like, yeah. oh, we're doing this so you this, laugh. Yeah, this isn't the Three Stooges. You know, this is... We're supposed to be real life. Yeah, Go look like, at... Like, if you saw that kind of shit in real... I mean, I guess you're not going to really see Family Guy type shit in real life. Right. In cartoon. But if you saw that kind of shit in real life, it's like... What the fuck? Like, why are you trying that hard? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Exactly. But it's fine in Family Guy. This is whole thing. Yeah, family, and Family Guy has always stuck to their guns. They've been like, this is the type of show we are. We're not going to differ from yeah, it. And they do it well. They do it very well. I, I think I tweeted out the other day, or I, I didn't tweet out. Someone tweeted out. They were like, I love that Family Guy and South Park have, like, refused to get canceled. Yeah. And I like that because, hey, I think cancel culture in ways is not very good for our society in some ways. It has pros and cons. Exactly. It has its pros and cons. Maybe a little more cons. Yeah. But, you know, I think that Family Guy isn't bullshitting us on what they are. They don't have, like, skeletons in their closet. They have Same thing with South Park. They've come out and said, hey, we do some pretty, and, you know, I don't agree. I obviously don't agree with all the bits they do. There's some pretty, like, racist and sexist stuff that they say. But they come right out and say, hey, this is what we are. They're like, guess what? We have 18 (laughs) seasons of us doing this shit. Like, We didn't just wake up one day and say, hey, let's make a really racist bit or let's make fun of this. It's like, no, we've done this. They make fun of everybody. They make fun of everybody. And they make fun of themselves, too, which I think is great. It's not like a a discriminatory show. They just make fun of everybody. Okay, so kind of, kind of going off of uh, whole cancel thing. You know, recently Jay Leno a week ago or something, he was quote unquote canceled because of the way when he was younger. I don't know what years. I think it was in like the '80s. He used to make jokes about, not necessarily at the expense of or about, but the jokes he made were kind of racist towards like Asian people. Okay. I'm like, hey, that that stuff's not great. Yeah, no, not at all. But I think it's really interesting because you know. I think it's fair to say the comedians have kind of adjusted their material and the way that they approach jokes with the times that they're in. Because like in the 80s, hey, he said those jokes and not a whole lot of people raised questions about it like they are now. Yeah. But like he would never get out on a stage today in 2021 and say those same jokes. So, you know, there's a part of me that's like, obviously there's a part of me that's like, hey, it's never okay to like make fun of or, or make jokes at the expense of, of people based on their race or, you know, like as in this instance, their race, yeah. you know, p- Asian people. But also it's like, okay, you can, you can be like, you can slap his wrist a little and be like, you made these jokes in the eighties. Like that's not okay. But also I think there's a certain degree of you're, you're canceling him. But in the eighties, that was, that was the environment that comedy was that is part of the like i mean you know i don't know about jay leno's fucking upcoming but you could say roughly that that was part of what popularized them yeah and like hey that and it and he was popularized in the 80s with those people they loved his jokes and that's how he got famous on the tonight show his stand-up his shows you know whatever in 2021 he's not making those jokes anymore you know I, i don't know i feel like i'm coming at it differently i feel like i'm not being super clear on my point I just think it's weird for people to punish. I don't know. It's hard. No, yeah, because it's, it's, it's weird to talk about it because yeah. you don't want to justify it at all. Absolutely. But you don't need to. Like, I don't justify it. But the fact that it was so long ago and it's not like he's still doing it. Yeah, he, that's my they thing. They had to reach it's back like that he's still far. still doing it. it. It was shitty. I, like, I'm sure he knows that. We all know that. Yeah. He did it, and he, but he's not doing it. Right. Why? You don't have to. End, I mean... <laughs> I think Jay Leno's had enough of a career. You could probably, yeah, Jay Le- Jay you could probably end it. He'll be fine. Yeah. But you don't need to end it over this. Absolutely. And, you know. You, you could call him out. You could be like, 
hey, hey, he, you did this in the '80s. That wasn't cool. But you don't, you don't need to like just completely. You don't need get to burn him, him at the stake. Yeah, get him fired. Yeah, fucking take away. And his again, you know, assets. We're not justifying anything he said. Yeah, in the absolutely 80s. not. I, we weren't around. We were born then. You know, comment the the world, society, the things that people laughed at in the '80s are probably a lot different than what people laugh at in 2020, and the jokes that people can make and what's considered acceptable is is a butt of a joke. But like, yeah, it's like. He's not making these jokes now anymore. He recognizes that the times have changed and therefore he's not making those jokes anymore. You know, like if the times hadn't changed, who's to say that he wouldn't still be making those kind of jokes. But the fact is that they have, he's recognized that he's not making those jokes anymore. That's just the time that got him popular, that got him famous. And those were the jokes of his, that people laughed at back then. Yeah. And then it's, it's, it's weird. It's a delicate subject. It's a delicate subject. No, it is. But like, yeah, at the end of the day, neither of us justify it. We both recognize it as a as a shitty act. But um I guess people back then didn't. Yeah. Ooh. What? What is this? What is your Mount Rushmore of comic book movies? Wow, what a great question for me. That's a great question. You you can give your input here. It's I don't... trending on Twitter, so this person put up there See, like, I don't know what is that. That can't be Man of Steel. You can't. Mm. I can't tell what that is. So this person tweeted out, what is your Mount Rushmore of comic book movies? And he put Captain America, um, Batman, Spider-Man. And I'm guessing that this person here is Superman based he, on his, like, hairstyle. And ways. He, he, did he edit a whole picture just, to, just get, for this tweet? And he either edited it or it looks like he might have drawn it. Oh. So, if we're going on comic book superheroes, sure, like that, the just com, but like comic book movies, Captain America, I think is a great one. I think obviously you know my opinion on Batman, The Dark Knight, that's right up there. I think Spider Man. Listen, Spider Man is a superhero who has put out three different series of Spider Man movies: the Tobey Maguire, the Andrew Garfield, and now the Tom Holland movies. All of them were massively successful. I don't have a whole lot of bad things to say about either one of them. People can compare which one was better, which one's the original, you know. But props to Spider-Man. That's something where I think Marvel did pretty well in. But, like, I don't really know if this is Superman because, again, I don't think... I've never seen Smallville. I hear Smallville's pretty good. Smallville? It's a TV show about about Superman. Uh, yeah, it's, like a, it's like old, though. I think it was either the 90s, early 2000s. Okay, okay. But if you're going on movies, Superman, I'm thinking like Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Injustice, Justice League. I don't think that Superman belongs up there. I'm, I'm, what, I'm reading through the replies. Mm. I'm seeing a lot of the same three movies. Really? What are you, what are you seeing? Your favorite, Dark Knight. Okay. Money. Spider-Man 2. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2? Yes. See, I think that would be my favorite Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I've, I've seen... I've, all right, so I've seen clips of Dark Knight, and mm. I have seen Spider-Man 2. Okay. Because I, I haven't watched like any comic book shit okay. ex- except Spider-Man. Sure. Always fucked with him. Logan, the one... I think it's about like Wolverine. Wolverine, and okay. Kid, and the kid or whatever. Yeah, the, his little quote-unquote daughter. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. I mean, and then, and then Iron Man. Okay. See, I don't know. I didn't watch X-Men. I didn't watch a whole lot of... I watched the first X-Men, and then I saw Logan, a pretty terrible way to watch the X-Men and Wolverine series. <laughs> but hey, I'm not going to argue with how iconic... Listen, when you think of Hugh Jackson... That's his name, right? 
Hugh Jackson, yeah. When you think of Hugh Jackson, you're thinking of Wolverine, and so and rightfully so. Not me. Not you? When you think of Hugh Jackson, what are you thinking of? Don't say it. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> what are you thinking of? Don't say it. Shove it! Oh, come on. Really? It's 50-50. Okay. Because he's definitely Wolverine. See, I'm not saying it necessarily needs to be Wolverine. Yeah, no, but it's, it's, it's heavily 50-50 for me. Because, I mean... I've never, never really seen anything X-Men. Okay. And I love Les Mis, and I'm not saying that's my favorite rendition of Les Mis at all, but it's the most recent one. Okay, good. I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah, so, no, no, no. So Les Mis is my favorite musical. Yes, it is. I saw, I've seen Les Mis live a few times. I never saw it on Broadway. Whew, I wish I did. The first Les Mis I ever saw, we had... It's really interesting, really quick. The, the way that I discovered a lot of great musicals was not by going to see them or it wasn't by their original. So, for instance, Les Mis, the first one I ever saw was their 10th anniversary. Yes. They called that the Dreamcast. You know, it's well known as one of the best composition of a, the best cast to ever put on that musical. Yeah. And I used to watch it all the time as a kid. I I watched weird stuff as a kid. I didn't watch like a ton of kids movies. I would watch like shows but I watched, you know, I've talked about, I watched Billy Joel DVDs. I watched The yeah. Eagles. I watched Lane Miz. I watched Into the Woods on VHS. <laughs> that was the first, and it was iconic. And so that was my favorite rendition of Lane Miz. I saw Lane Miz the movie. It was, it made my heart feel great because Lane Miz is one of my favorite musicals. People who know musicals obviously know Lane Miz, but, you know, it's not. Hairspray, you know, Hairspray yeah. is a pretty easy to follow musical. Lame is there was a book. It's really deep. It's dark. There's a lot of emotion. Hairspray is kind of it's a great musical, but I think they're they're on different spectrums. So when I saw that Lame is was being made into a movie, I loved it. I didn't love. There were things about the movie I didn't love. You know, I think that the actors and the directors they had a pretty big bridge to build. Yeah, is that a good analogy? No, I mean, I know what you mean. They had a pretty... Uh, it's a lot. They had a lot of high expectations. Yeah, the People go, expected a lot out of Lamez movie, and it's hard to deliver on, on some of the expectations for sure. I think they did real well with it. I'm not knocking you for saying that Hugh Jackson is what you think of because I think he put on a great performance. No, I, I'm not even going to say I, I think he put on a great performance. I yeah, think, that's just what you think of. I think his voice is, like, distinctive. Okay. His Not distinctively good. His, no, but his voice is... When you... Hey, listen. When I heard... Uh, I have never seen The Greatest Showman. I didn't know anything about it. All I knew is that Zac Efron and Zendaya were in it. The first time I heard one of the songs from it, it was where Zac Efron and, and uh, Hugh Jackson are... Sing Hugh Jackman. It's Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Was I saying Jackson? No, you were saying Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Okay. I, I also I fucked Jackman. up. I My dumb ass, I said Javert. Yeah, you did say that, and I was like, "Wrong person." That's Russell Crowe. Well, also he—I mean—he does say Javert, you know. He's no, he does. Hey, he, so I guess I was right. Word Javert comes out of his mouth a good amount. Yeah, of the exactly. Musical, so you Javert won't. never says. I mean, yeah, he does. He does. He, he talks in third person a good yeah. amount. He's a, little, he's a little crazy. He he killed himself yeah. in the end. Yeah, Spoiler yeah, alert! Yeah, yeah, when he falls, <laughs> jump. <laughs> the noise that he makes. Yeah, yeah. But like, for okay, let's talk about this. What was that in the water? He looks down, it and it's like a sinkhole. It's like a... I looked it up. I think it was like a drain. I was like... Like a bassin. Yeah, like, what was that? Is something like... I don't even know what a bassin is. Are those things like... I looked down, it? and... Hey, listen. My entire life, I've 
before seeing that movie, I figured, hey, you're jumping off a bridge, you just hit the water. But like that dude died because his fucking torso smacked some brick or some metal that was just yeah and there was a distinctive noise it was like (laughs) you snapped the most crisp piece of celery you've ever found in your you took a carrot fresh out of the ground crack right in half the river this is awful what's in the river we're about to laugh at this man's death I'm going to be honest, that might be that. That's one of my, I think that might be my favorite song in the whole musical. Oh, it's definitely top three, maybe two. I think, uh, you know, you can, you can go the whole one day more route. That's a great, every piece of music in that show. Nah, yeah, there's a reason it's your favorite musical and probably also, I mean, I, I, like I didn't when you said it was your favorite, I didn't want to just piggyback. No, because I feel like I don't know as much as you do. Okay. Since I don't know as, I don't know as like I can name like a, a nice handful sure. of of musicals, but I feel like I just don't know them very well. Mm. I've only ever seen one person. I've only ever seen one at all. It was on Broadway. It was Miss Saigon, but like whatever Miss Saigon. Miss Saigon. Okay. But yeah, I fuck the music from Les Mis. I, I the first time I heard it, I, I fell in love with it. It so hard, so hard. It's just like, I was in musicals as a kid yeah, you know, yeah. in, in high school, and it really sucked because I always told my director, my director had done, he's been with the my high school for a long time, he's done, I, I don't even want to try to guess how many musicals and plays he's done, it's a good amount, and he he had like a rule, or lame is, he doesn't like to do shows within like a certain time period, again, okay. like repeatedly, he would wait, I think it was like eight years between doing Les Mis, he did Les Mis like early 2000s, he did it like middle 2000s, and then he he's very close to retiring, and and when I was in high school, I was always like, please do Les Mis, he's like, I'm not doing Les Mis again, just because he had done it already, he said Les Mis is his favorite show, but he just didn't want to, he had done it twice already, and Damn. they had both, I saw both of them, they were great performances, but... And I was always like, please just do it. Because that was one of my dreams. I didn't know what character I was going to audition for. I didn't even want to think about it. Yeah. But I was like, please. But he just never did. And hey, he he's a smart person. He had his reasoning. He had his reasoning. We could talk about Lamus for hours. So good. So what did you what did you find out? What was it? What? So so it's the I don't know how to pronounce it. It's the S E I N E River. The Sina Sina River. Apparently, whatever was in there is not in there now. I don't okay. know if it was ever in there. Apparently, the director wanted uh, him to die immediately. In other in other uh, films of Les Mis, you could see him tie his hands. Really? And jump into the river, so he just... You just can't swim. See, yeah. I've never read the book. I've always wanted to read the book. See, that was my first introduction. I read it in you read the book in eighth grade. Oh, well, see, then I I consider you to be more knowledgeable about Les Mis than me. Yeah, like I fucking remember what I read. No, but like still, <laughs> there was a so there was this girl I went to high school with. She was in Les Mis when, like I said, he did it when we were kids, and she was a very good singer. And she, we were in elementary school or something, and he recruited her and another girl who was in my grade to come play young Cosette okay, and they were great at it and yeah. she had you know she was so honored to be a part of it she read the book she got she wanted to know everything about this show and you know I always wanted to read the book and I it's a lot it's a lot 
It's a big book. Even just like hard the, to follow. There's an abridged version that's still a lot. Wow. The unabridged version is fucking huge. Really? Oh, and, I, bet. I never read that one. Damn. Lame there's, is. There's, other, there's more to the story. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, just, and again, like I would like to know the details about his suicide in the book. But you know, hey, maybe I'll maybe I'll give it a read. Yeah, pretty soon. Those are a lot though. Yeah, no. It's You'll pick up the book and be like, maybe I won't read this. <laughs> This has been another edition of Watch Your Mouth. we got another episode coming out on Thursday. Be sure to slap us a follow and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Instagram. We'll be back with another episode on Thursday per usual, and we will see you all then. Peace out. Now let's get this party started. Watch your mouth.